Why can everybody say the word and if I say it, then it's not okay? Brain so that's just, we have to be better in these moments, 100%. That's it. And who had the idea to, make, to do the press conference here? That would be a really interesting question. Wow. So how you been, dude? I'm good. I had a really, really frustrating work day. Why? Um, I had one task that I didn't really know what was wrong with it that okay. I literally spent six hours on. We'll make sure to, over and over to go in depth about it and name names. Yes, um, specifically. So you can get fired. Okay. And why would I do that, Jake? <laughs> so that we can do this full time. <laughs> oh, wait. Because we have a podcast. We do. A Premier League podcast. Where we talk about relevant Premier League topics. In the comfort of our dress clothes. Yeah. We both are still in our work clothes, unfortunately. Um, really against the spirit of it all. Yeah. I'm also not even drinking whiskey. I'm drinking wine. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll accept that. You know, it's still an alcoholic beverage. It's not like you're, it's not like you're sober, like people that go to Utah <laughs> for skiing. <laughs> who, who would do that? Um, yeah, I'm making lasagna. Is that the pronunciation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my roommate in college was Italian. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you know, I actually had a roommate in college who studied abroad in Italy. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. I bet he talked about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Brent. <laughs> I was the roommate. It was oh, me. Yeah, it was <laughs> Um, the big news this week wasn't any Premier League games this weekend. Or an Italian. Or, was there not? No. <laughs> um, the news coming out of Anfield being that Jurgen Klopp is leaving after nine seasons? I think so. I think it started in 2015? Yeah, that So, right. nine full seasons at the end of this one? Yeah. Um, after pretty much winning everything there was to win except... The Europa League, which he still could, well, because they're, yeah. they're still in it. Well, and the Europa Conference League, Jake. Well, anything that they've been in, right? Um, so that's big news. Yeah, it's huge news for the Prem. I think it's a big loss for the league. Yeah, I mean, he's been one of my favorite managers for a long time, as I've talked about previously yeah. on here. And you're not even a Liverpool fan. I'm not a Liverpool fan, no. but I was a Dortmund fan, and sure, he was a Dortmund manager, and ipso facto, you were a Mainza. Fan. I was, <laughs> yeah. Especially when they went down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Huge fan. Um, I remember specifically playing FIFA. They had one striker that I would always buy from Japan. His name started with an O, and I can't think of what his name was. But um, anyway. <laughs> on, on mines? <laughs> yeah. Not uh, the Leicester guy, right? No. Yeah. Uh, yes. He oh, ended up going there. Okazaki? Or yeah. Or okay. That's what I – see, that's what he I won, wanted to say. He won say. the league. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to just butcher the name, though, because I couldn't think. Yeah, I can't remember how it's spelled, but, so I can't even begin yeah. to pronun- pronounce it if I don't know how it's spelled. But anyway, this isn't a Minds podcast. It this could is, be. Oh. Welcome to <laughs> Minds Sweeper. Oh, nice. No, <laughs> no, I didn't like that. Anyway. Minds Sleeper in our jammies. There you go. That's um, but yeah, so he came, obviously, from Dortmund, and I've been, you know, indulging in some... Uh, history of football tactics and you know last 20 years of football um, books just to kind of like brush up on everything and I I enjoy them a lot and a lot of that is about um, Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp's influence on just new styles of of tactics and especially uh, pressing Mm -hmm. Gagan pressing yep 
which I just found out just means counter pressing. Oh, it's just a German word for counter. See, I, when I heard gegen pressing, I thought that it was named like the, after someone. Well, no, I thought okay. it meant like constant pressing. I thought it was someone's name, and I, oh. you know, the first time I heard it, I was like, I have no idea what that well, is. Well, Ralph Ranick was the one that right. started so, it. So he, so. See, he was a, a big proponent of it, but then Klopp, I think, coined uh, yeah, gotcha. Gagan pressing, gotcha. pressing. Um, which anyways... It uh, worked for Dortmund until it didn't in the Champions League final. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so I, I rewatched actually, um, some of his biggest games with Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Um, the 4-2 win over Bayern in the cup final. Mm-hmm. The, the DFB Pokal, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And yep. then he also beat... Um, was he coaching when Lewandowski had the hatch, or four goals he against was. Real Madrid? Yeah. Watch that one. Mm-hmm. And then the, his first game against Pep Guardiola in the, the equivalent to the Community Shield. Yeah. I think um, that was 2013 or 14. 2013, I believe. 2013. Yeah, yeah. so anyways. Um, and it was kind of right as the news came out. And it was kind of very fitting, at least for my life, that I was learning all about his historic games with um, Dortmund and bringing them to, to be ch- champions, right? Yeah, uh, they did. They are the last non-Bayern team mm-hmm. to win the Bundesliga. Should have been last year. But also yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he brought that to the Premier League. It really changed Liverpool's, you know, years of bad form and not with winning With plenty anything. of patience, to be fair. True. It first, took him a couple years. First two seasons, you know, they weren't the greatest, but they, they saw something there. Yeah, I think it's still a product of, like, the age of social media. He was still on the early side of it, whereas if he was the manager, like, starting now and he did Clop that. out. He, it would have been <laughs> clop out immediately from all the – like, like nobody would have given him the time. And um, I think that, obviously, he benefited from that. And I don't know. I think his style will be missed. I, I, I don't remember if I had said it to you or somebody else that I'm surprised that they kept him for this season. If he knew he was leaving? Do if he knew well, he was... The thing is, maybe he didn't know. Maybe it's like halfway through the season, he's like, I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> he might not have known his 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 excuse, you could say, his fatigue, his reason. Mm-hmm. But he just started a rebuild kind of the team. And I just think that's interesting timing that you could just bring in new players in general, like start a new yeah. structure. Maybe he had a change of heart. He's like, you know what? I I went and did it all with this one core group of players. And now we're going to do a rebuild. I want to be a part of this. And then halfway through the season, he's like, actually, it's going to be like, I can't do this for three more years. Right. So if I'm not going to do it for three more years, I get might as well get out now and let someone else start with this younger core um, and build it the way they want to build it. Sure. Um, obviously, the, the odds favorite right now is uh, Javi Alonso. Yeah. Who is doing wonders at Bayer Leverkusen, mm-hmm. who's going to extend Harry Kane's trophy drought um, by winning the Bundesliga, maybe. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. I I understand if that was where he came from, where he's like, oh, I want to do this, but then he realized maybe not the entire process. So if I'm not doing it the whole way, stop now. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I mean, the one person that I gave a shout for was Carlo Ancelotti, off pod. You know, the funny um, thing is, he hmm. was second odds favorite. Oh, really? Um, before Klopp got appointed. Oh. And now that Klopp's gone, he's, he's second odds favorite behind well, Alonso, I think. I just, I don't think it's a bad name for that. I don't know... I think if you bring in somebody like Ancelotti, it's to give yourselves a couple years where mm-hmm. you'll still do well, where you can decide the direction that you want to take the team. Um, I don't know if you uh, also saw, but I think it was Liverpool also were trying to sign a new CEO, Fabrizio Romano was tweeting about, like today. Gotcha. And they, he rejected him. Really? Uh, yeah. So was he, I'll was look he, it up pr- Was he employed somewhere else? Yes. Gotcha. 
Well, yeah, maybe it's a whole turnover of the back room. That's kind of yeah, and front room, I suppose. Um, and we might see some players go as well. I know Salah's contract is coming to an end, um, and they already have not his replacement, but they have enough forwards where they can deal without Salah in the long term. Obviously, a, a huge miss is going to be what Harry Kane was to Tottenham. Um, but if they bring in the right manager, uh, like Alonso potentially, mm-hmm. I think that there won't be that big of a blip um, Sure. when they switch managers. I don't think next year they're going to be finishing eighth or anything. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they can figure that out. And do you have the tweet? I do. I was just letting you finish no, a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, Fabrizio Romano tweeted eight hours ago today's – Tuesday, Liverpool have made contact with Michael Edwards over the weekend. FSG plan. Oh, that's uh, who that was. Yeah, I thought it was Sports a player. Huh? <laughs> FSG plan was to offer to be in charge of the restructuring of the club. Understand Edwards has rejected the proposal as he's not interested even in a more senior role as of today. Okay, I saw Michael Edwards rejects Liverpool, and I was like. Dang, like, what player? Like, I don't never heard of this guy who's yeah. rejecting Liverpool. Uh, just didn't think he'd get the playing time. Yeah. <laughs> he won't. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, but yeah. But it's. I only bring that up because it's very clear that they are going for sure. a kind of rejuvenation of the team, which I think mm-hmm. is needed. I wouldn't be surprised to see him move on, uh, Virgil, see Sala move on. I was going to say that I didn't know if there was speculation about Van Dyke, but there was quotes out today saying he's committed to the team. Yeah. So, like, that was a big thing. Like, well, people... he can be as committed to the team as he wants. Sure. It's if the team is committed to him. Which, I mean, he's still good. It's mm. not like this off year, quote unquote, that he's having. Two make, off years. Makes him, sure, off years um, makes him like a bad center back. He's just, sure. he set the bar so high for himself in the, you know, first three, four seasons at Liverpool yeah. that now that he's not like, at those heights, it seems like such a big drop-off. I just think if you're committing to a rebuild, you get the value for your players while you can and keep some of the core ones. So, like, you would keep an Allison Becker in goal and continue to let him lead your defenses. Presumably, you're bringing in a younger set of players, like like if they were to go for, like, Branthwaite from sure. Everton, you know, as a replacement yeah. for Virgil van Dijk, similar style player. Um, you do the same thing with your front line where – Maybe you do keep Salah, but if you keep Salah, maybe you decide to move on Luis Diaz or Jota or one of the players where they have been very good, mm-hmm. but it hasn't quite worked out. Or maybe even you just decide to move on somebody like Cody Gopko. And, sure. you know, you just say, like, it hasn't worked out yet. Maybe the new manager won't like it. But I think having so many options is great when you have a successful manager that has proven that they can rotate the team, handle it, you're going to be in competitions. If you're bringing in a new manager, there does come some risk that if the team doesn't see success right away, you can get disgruntled, unsettled players, Mm -hmm. that it may cause a little bit of controversy in the locker room. And I just think that's maybe something to avoid. And that's the only reason that I think maybe you keep a Virgil van Dijk is to be a locker room presence for a couple more years while things change. But is that what he wants? Probably not. (laughs) I'm not saying he wouldn't start every game, just more that's what he's around for. And you look to slowly transition him out. Sure. But if, if I was Liverpool, I'd probably say you haven't been amazing the last couple of years. Right. You're still worth a lot because you're young enough versus if we wait a year or two. He, and He could move on to, like, if you think of any of the other four leagues, mm-hmm. just the top team in that league. Totally. Yeah. He could be a PSG player. He mm-hmm. could be a Real player. He could be a Barcelona player if they had money. He could be a Bayern player. With, Big if. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
He could go to Juventus. He, I mean, there are plenty of options for him. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Virgil move on in the summer, or rather the team move on from Virgil in the summer. I think the interesting one for me is given that the rebuild is coming, obviously they're having a great year, but what do you do with Mo Salah, who is obviously generating huge interest from the Saudi league to try to bring him over for a huge fee? Do you cash in? Uh, I mean, ethics aside, I think you do. Um, I do too especially if you're bringing in a new manager, you kind of want to bring in this new wave of players. And there are players um, abroad that you can bring in, even if even if you move on Luis Diaz as well. There's other wingers out there, like Nico Williams at, uh, where are you, Bilbao? I think so, yeah. Um, I think would be a great fit and could, could do well uh, under an Alonso at Liverpool. Um, and also you just, you have not a plethora, but a, a good amount of players that can play out wide currently yeah. in that squad that you've brought in recently. Um, and I think Harvey Elliott is really growing into maybe a wider role. He started as a midfielder, but in Salah's absence, he's been kind of going further and further out to the right. So maybe you lean on your younger core and um, kind of build around that. So I, I think you got to take the money. And if that includes Van Dyke, and you get... 60 to 80 combined for both of them that's a huge chunk of change especially with totally. ffp you have to spend yeah. you have to sell to be able to spend now i i, I think it's something that could be um cir- the, the thoughts could be circulating through liverpool um this summer yeah what i think is hard is if you bring in somebody like chavi alonso he has such a intricate style of play and unique style of play that he'd probably want to bring in four or five players that could do that but you sure. just brought in three players over the summer that can play a Klopp system. Now, that's not to say they couldn't adapt. Right. Just more that you have two free-roaming eights, a center defensive midfielder, a couple other players that can interchange, and that's not a Chavi Alonso-style system. He, play, he likes to play with a free-roaming center attacking mid that can fill in channels then kind of more of two holding players. I'm thinking um, just based on the players I know mm-hmm. from Leverkusen, our wing back. So the, does he play with the back five? He plays with the back three. Well, three Frimpong three, basically plays as the right winger gotcha. up front, which is why he has so many goals yeah. and assists this season. The who's, left back stays Who's the back. other? Uh, uh, they have Granite Jaka in the midfield. No, they're, they're opposite side wing back. The other fullback? Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my He's head. good. He's he very good. Um, him up. But um, anyway, the, the reason that I bring that up is not that I'd like, I think Trent would thrive in that kind of a system. Sure. I don't know how somebody like Andy Robertson would do in that kind of a system. I don't think they have the midfielders to support that kind of a system. And the only reason that I bring this up is just that your changing of manager also comes with a changing of the guard of players. You probably mm-hmm. need to bring four or five in. And if you're doing that to your point for FFP rules, you do have to drop somebody like a Sala or a Virgil van Dyke sure. to bring in some funds, but also to just bring some more youth and energy into the team. Not that Salah couldn't do it. Not that right. Van Dyke can't do it. I, I just think it's better for the squad overall. If you say Klopp's moving on, we are moving forward as a club. Salah, you have been amazing. You'll probably get a statue someday, <laughs> but move him on as well yeah. and just see how the team, because not to mention they also have Carvalho still on loan. On loan? Is he at Liber- or, uh, Leipzig? Yeah, I think so. Er- no, that's um, Chavi Siemens. That's a Leipzig. He was at Leipzig. I think, I think they recalled him. Yeah. And sent he's been around. But either way, like he's still a young player that is a winger that's promising. Sure, and he, he could play well. Um, Just to close this out, um, this conversation, it was Grimaldo. 
Grimaldo. Grimaldo, who from left back has... Right, because he used to be for Benfica for a long time, yes. I think. Yeah. Um, has seven goals and eight assists from left back. Yeah, season. and then Frimpong's stats are also crazy um, from fullback. He, he, I think he's like second high score, maybe. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But we got Florian Verts. This is not a Leverkusen podcast, but that is a great team. No, it is. But all the, all the more reason to say, like, I don't think that Liverpool team currently fits that system, and you'd have to commit to a major rebuild to bring in Xavi Alonso. And that's the reason why I bring up Carlo Ancelotti, because his time at Real is coming to an end. Doesn't sound like he's going to renew. He is a manager who bounces around, and he's great at getting the most out of what you have. Sure. So you could bring him in on a two- or three-year contract while you restructure, bring in younger players, like bring in different kinds of players to decide how you want to play going forward, mm-hmm. not necessarily how you're playing right now. And then maybe in that amount of time is when you bring in a Chavi Alonso. Okay. After you've had time to build the squad to fit how that manager would want to play. I don't know, but that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, I think if Alonso wins the Bundesliga, I think he goes out on top there and, and heads to Liverpool. Um, I think you capitalize on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ancelotti could, you know, join Rafa Benitez as coaches to coach, to coach both sides of Merseyside. Sure. Um, I mean, I like Ancelotti, and he's so used to having, like, world-class players he's a serial winner i know and you see like when he doesn't have those players like at everton mm-hmm. not really the result. but still but i mean that's the best everton team that they've had in years i mean he got james rodriguez playing sure. great Ducore came in and was playing really well it's not like the team wasn't good he just moved on because he had a better opportunity than Everton. i can't remember where they finished the year that he so when he was there i want to say they were in like seventh or seventh. sixth okay and then he left, and they kind of fell off a little bit. So I was thinking Marco Silva in his, his first year yeah, got eighth. Right. Um, I was trying to remember if they did better. But they were then. really good under Ancelotti. Court can correct us if yeah. we're wrong. But I remember them being an exciting side under Ancelotti, and he just had a better offer to go somewhere else. I think that's what happened. And I think the lasting impact that he had, that Court's upset with the most, and probably more Everton's fan, Everton fans than Court, um, is uh, I think he had a fallout with James Rodriguez. Yeah, because uh, he came specifically for... Or, or I think James left because Ancelotti left. Right. right? Like And then Rodriguez... Rafa, I think Rafa came in, and then it was yeah. a whole... Well, that's... Rod... James mess. came in because Ancelotti yeah. was there, and then left because Ancelotti left. Any who's in Dusan, um the reason that I tie this in with Everton is because there were actually Premier League games today. There were. Um Everton ended up getting a 0-0 draw, but the more exciting result that impacts Everton is Luton yeah. beat Brighton 4-0. I was really bummed about that. You were bummed. As a man who in fantasy had Jason Steele oh, in yeah. and a Stupignon, <laughs> I was really bummed about that. At least you weren't uh, facing Adebayo or whoever yeah, the that's true. Um, Luton striker is that yeah. had a hat trick. Um, but that brought them above Everton mm-hmm. with Everton now, as, as we speak on Tuesday, which it can't change by the time the podcast comes out. Sure, are sitting in the relegation zone. I mean, there are other matches, but none right, that but it won't affect, affect them. them being yeah, in the relegation. Um, yeah, very surprising result. Um, Man City and Burnley play tomorrow. I don't think Burnley go above Everton in the table. How many with I mean, behind? they couldn't possibly okay. anyway. But <laughs> well, um, to be fair, Brent, they could go ahead of Everton tomorrow. Get if another the, point if the sanctions deduction. Came yeah. In tomorrow. Um, yeah, Everton currently sitting at eighteen points with. Keeping in mind, Luton have a game in hand on Everton. I did not They've know They've only that. played 21 matches at 19 points. Forest, 
22 matches at 20 points, and then Brentford, 20 matches, 22 points. So that's your uh, your bottom five, six, right? I mean, sure. I didn't include Sheffield because... But I did pick up Ben <laughs> Brereton Diaz in fantasy right away, and I'm psyched about it because he scored twice Yeah, since he since he came over, so I was pretty happy about that's that. That's a good pickup. Yeah. Uh, and, and I hate to add on to Everton's dismay. Sure. Um, but when he was at Blackburn, yeah. I was touting... They were linked, weren't they? I, I don't know... Th- if they were, I had mentioned it to yeah. my brother before he was linked, yeah. and then I was like, "That it would be a great signing. You need a you need someone else other than DCL." And obviously, Beto's not really doing it. Yeah. Anyways, and um, DCL isn't doing it. <laughs> well, I know I dropped uh, DCL from my fantasy yeah. team. Just, no, I had to do it. You're kidding. I had to do it. Bummer. I picked Hoyland back up from you. There you go. Because I, I, I don't have anything up. From I him. hope he does poorly. Yeah. Um, He's doing well recently, though. In the prem, well, he had what two good weeks? One good week? Two. Two good weeks. Two good weeks. For him? For him. It's fantastic. And the FA Cup? <laughs> yeah, well... He and Anthony? Get this. From that FA okay. Cup game, I looked at the stats afterward. Mm-hmm. Ras- uh, Rasmus, Rasmus Hoyland, one shot, one goal. Anthony, six shots. Bruno, six shots. Garnacho, five shots. The man does not shoot. The man doesn't get an opportunity get to shoot. I know he doesn't get the ball, but for his striker, I know he sent me the stats. The man does not shoot. Yeah, he also doesn't get a lot of opportunities too, though. Yeah, like I, I I'm, don't not, I'm not blaming him. Sure, but he does not. He's shoot. not doing himself any favors. Sure, but yes, his conversion rate is surprisingly good for never getting chances. But is uh, his conversion rate pretty good? Uh, yeah, he has, what two goals in the prem? Yeah, I think he, more than that now. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I think it's two. I don't know. Maybe he does. Um, which I know he doesn't shoot a lot. But he but. also had. I was telling you that other set. He had twenty shots. Right. In the okay. Premier League so I, I guess. last week. <laughs> <laughs> you compare it to the strikers that have 70 shots. Right. Um, Rashford has 45, and he's sure. got three goals, one a penalty. Good. Yeah. yeah. Rashford, really good. Come really back. Really good. Strong. Come back. Yeah, he just uh, had a disciplinary <laughs> issue himself. So uh, definitely an interesting situation. But uh, I, I guess since you brought it up, and we have just a slight little bit of time sure. before we end the pod, um, do you think that they're – should be a difference in the way that Rashford is treated for this against uh, what Sancho. I do. Was doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sancho had a public disagreement with the manager and refused to apologize or make amends for it. From what it sounds like, Rashford messed up. Some of the accounts of that night are very sad and disappointing to read. There was really? a waitress that came out that said that she was with him the whole night. That he was just like downing tequila, like saying, like, he didn't know who he was and, like, what was going... Like, anyway, just, like, seeming super lost. Midlife crisis. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> for for a 350,000-pound-a-week athlete. Or as John Mayer quipped, um, quarter-life crisis. Yes. But, anyway, not that that's an excuse, but from what it sounds like, he messed up. Sure. And he has since talked to Ten Hag about it, and they've resolved it. I think it's the right choice from United because they need him for the rest of the season. And so. apparently will be in the team against Wolves. Yeah, and and not only that, like, Sancho was disciplined by getting, uh, like, banned for a game. Ronaldo, when he walked down the tunnel early against Tottenham, was, like, banned for a game. Sure. In practice, in principle, Rashford was, like, left out of the Newport. Apparently, Rashford said that he was fine to play against Newport, and Ten Hag, Ten Hag said no. He wasn't still sick. Right. In theory, he has been banned a game okay. and is now being reintroduced. So I think they're very different situations. The other difference being Sancho's a huge earner who had never performed for United. 
Rashford has at least performed on and off for United. Like, I know he's in a bad year right now. And he's but... from the ranks. Right. You know, like, he's got a little yeah. bit more credibility than Sancho just coming in. And he in. gave all those kids those meals. I, I told you about yeah. what my, yeah, yeah, my buddy said as a punishment. Those It was to have to go to each of the homes of the kids he gave free meals to and take them back. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> if you end up like me, <laughs> you won't get free meals. Um, but yeah, I just thought, you know, since we... Sure. We brought it up. We We're talking well, about Klopp. We, so. we, we might as well um, give our opinion on the matter since you are a recovering man. You didn't fan. give your opinion. Um, I, I concur. I, I, I think that he handled it differently. And I think better terms generally with the manager. Yeah. Um, obviously, the so, manager's favorite player. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's considered. Sancho, you know, even before the incident, obviously, was kind of had a rocky relationship uh, with Ten Hag. So I think it's good that he's, you know, made amends, paid a fine, missed the game, yeah. and back, hopefully focused. Biggest apparent fine in Premier League history, two weeks' wages. Two weeks' wages? Which for him is 700,000 big, Biggest fine for an internal discipline? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, 700,000 pounds. Yikes. Crazy. It's nothing to him, though. It's not. <laughs> which um, is also crazy. Which is also crazy. For a player that has two open play goals in the Premier League this season. Yeah. Yeah. He's a streaky player. He's Mac born and bred. That's what he is. <laughs> well, Mr. Brent, um, I'll let you get home and we can. Yeah, I got to go feed my dog. We can wrap it up here. Um, I'm going to pull some lasagna out of the oven. Nice. Um, but to close this out from the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code work clothes. Work clothes. We sleep in them. Cozy work clothes, though. I, got, I mean, I kind of got a sweater on, so do you. It's not like we're just wearing a button-up and slacks and high heels. We could. We could. Stilettos for the next pop. We'll explore that next time. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. (laughs)